Jim Price, the Jim Price Show Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It is October 2nd. It's a Monday, 2023. Well, here we are, guys. Another day and another dollar gone out the door that we have no idea where it goes. I, I Full stop right there. You know, by the way, guys, hey, I did have a great uh, weekend in Oregon. Had a fantastic time with those folks up there. Salt of the Earth people, really, really fantastic stuff. I enjoyed myself so much. Really, I mean, just heart, real heart people, you know. It was really great. So I want to say thank you to all the people who hosted us uh, in the Oregon area. Baker City, Oregon, which is the east side of Oregon. What a neat bunch of people and a neat area. I mean, I get it, you know. I understand why you guys want to live up there. And um, Anyway, but I will say, America, plant some more trees. We are way behind on some trees. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you this question. Let's say you've got a child. We've all seen these things or the little human beings that tend to not be able to take care of themselves and uh, ask, you know, you know, asking for asking for trouble all the time. You got to work it through all this stuff. But anyway, you know, that those people, the kind of uneducated ones, the little bitty ones that walk around and when they first start out, they kind of poop their pants a lot. Well, let's say that you've got like a 12-year-old and you give him a, uh, you can say, hey, uh, I need you to run, get on your bike, run up to the store, and here's $100, because it takes $100 now, and I need you to buy these things. Well, they leave, and they're gone for a long time. And then they show back up, and you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe they just took their time. They Maybe they needed some help. And they walk in, you're like, hey, what's going on? They don't answer you. They just keep on doing their own thing. You notice they've got some, like, new shoes or something on. I don't know if that's I, that's a good analogy or not. And uh, you notice that they don't even have the bike that you sent them on with. Like, it's a different bike. And they really aren't talking to you. And they have nothing. And, then, and you keep addressing, like, hey, son, daughter, you know, this, that, or the other thing. And they're just blowing you off. Guys, we, we're spending almost $300 million a day in Ukraine. $300 million a day is a dollar a day for every man, woman, and child in America. That's, you start, can I start seeing that? Like, that's basically like $400 a year out of your pocket, right? Because it's just a dollar a day. But what if we weren't spending... $200 billion in Ukraine in a war that has nothing to do with us other than the fact that we are trying to act like we're not picking a fight, but we're trying to pick a fight with Russia. See, what I'm saying here is that we have ourselves an identity crisis because we are actually not very good people. And we're not, we're that little child who took that $100 and went to spend it on themselves and you didn't get any of your groceries picked up and they're, not, they're failing to respond to you. And that's what the government's like now. Supposedly at the beginning of this year, Kevin McCarthy was put in as a House a Speaker of the House because he was going to have the guts and the moxie to stand up to the establishment. And he was going to make sure there was only one single topic, one single thing in every single bill. And that way we could all have clarity. Well, that didn't work. We didn't hold him accountable. It didn't happen. And what am I supposed to do now? I've got a guy in there who's the leader or the Speaker of the House who is not being held accountable to anybody. Even Mark Gates, the only guy or the only guy that stands up to this guy, kind of. And I say he stands up to him. He he's kind of stands up to him. But I keep wondering. I keep wondering. Amy Young, good to see you. True Seeker on Twitch, good to see you as well. Guys, we have allowed for things to happen for so long. I don't think we realize that there is no country that we can say is ours. We can't sit there and go, oh, no, no, Jim, we're, we're cool, bro. We, we got this. We, we're, you know, guys, we're spending so much money on everything else but us. It is, it, it is absolutely a crime. And we should be absolutely... Furious. We should be un, just unhinged at what we're seeing and what is really going on, but we're not, are we? 
We're not. We're just kind of sitting around going, well, you know, we're going to have this next election, but we're not holding our constitutional position. We're not holding on to the Constitution under the original contract that it was with our public officials, or public, not officials, public servants. And I sit here and I look at all these things going on, and I'm going, okay, well, when's the American public going to be upset? When are they going to, when is this going to be the moment? When is this going to be the time? We do have Clay Clark coming up, by the way, here, and uh, he'll be here in 20 minutes, guys, so... Clay Clark will be here live on the show at the bottom of the hour, so you guys can uh, be ready for that. But when you look at things like a a charity organization called World Economic Forum, you've got organizations like the CDC. You've got organizations that are the NAACP but won't fight for people's actual right. It's just another political arm. We've got a judicial system that is laughing, that is laughing, that is laughing at President Trump because the judge, who is a fiscal, you know, this guy's a financial expert. He's, he's a, uh, he went and got a doctoral in uh, finance. He knows all the banking industry laws and rules. And uh, this jurisdictional judge devalued Trump's properties down to 1% of the value. Guys, if they can do it to him, they can do it to us. Trump pays millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars a year in legal uh, fees to his lawyers. And they are taking his properties and they're devaluing them down to 1%. The judge is laughing and making sure that he takes his readers off to get a good shot. (laughs) You think I'm lying? Look at the video. The guy took his glasses off because he didn't want to seem old on camera. I saw it, dude. I saw right through the facade. Saw right through it. Saw right through it. Look at it yourself. Listen to what I just said. Watch the video of the judge laughing and taking his glasses off because he was getting his little, he was getting his little, you know, 15 seconds of fame. That's a real thing for us. Now, I'm going to tell you right now that there's a lot of things in this world going on, and I'm going to tell you I've already lived through it myself, and I'm living through it currently. If you guys think that my financial woes went away because of the convictions that I pled to, well, the problem is, is those are continuing, and they can still continue on. There are still things that I have to face and things that I do that just are a little more difficult for me than if I had not gone through those things. And it's real. But think about what Trump is what himself going through. He's losing billions of dollars in value in his, in his companies just because he ran for office. He ran for office, and so now he's losing value. But yet, the Clintons went from just over $5 million worth of assets walking into the president's Oval Office, presidential Oval Office, to just under $300 million in value in eight years. Now, we know that Hillary Clinton has had her fingers in the candy jar or the cookie jar the whole time. We know that the $100 million that was being laundered, $100 million in profit. Now, this is the profit that was being laundered in Arkansas through the Arkansas bond office. Yeah, bond, the actual the state of Arkansas's bond office. See, my problem is, is that these are this is conversations I'm having with you, and I can have it out loud like this. There's a lot of official people who really know these things. And they know the Clintons have been money money laundering for decades, 40, 50, 60 years that we know of. But we're over here saying Hunter Biden laptop, Hunter Biden laptop, while Trump is sitting there being laughed at by a judge. While, while Letitia Brown is in the audience staring down Trump at the back of his head. Why would she want to be in there in the courtroom? She's not the prosecutor of this case. She's not, she's not personally involved, or is she? See, this is the problem, folks. When we can see, we can see in first, first hand watching this destruction of our country happen, and you guys are sitting on your thumbs, and I'm over here trying to figure out whether to pay the electric bill or the gas bill this month. These people are laundering hundreds of millions and billions of dollars globally. Oh, I don't want to be a part of there. I don't want to take advantage of people. I want to provide a service and be able to be a person that I can sit there and say, hey, I'm doing what I can to make the world around me a better place. And if I benefit financially, then God bless me. That is amazing. 
But if I got to go and steal and lie and cheat and do all this other stuff and launder money and then take the $100 million in the 80s, by the way, the Clintons in the 80s, 1980s. I was in junior high and high school in 1980s, okay? I graduated in 89. They were, they were laundering $100 billion a month in the 80s. Imagine what they're doing now. See, the sad part of this is, is if I could have this conversation and I could say it out loud, then that's worse than what I even know. But when I'm over here working my tail off for freedoms and liberties and to make sure that people have the ability to live their life freely without government, but these people are taking full advantage of the government themselves while taking advantage of you and everybody globally, from the Clintons to Bill Gates to Epstein's Island to the Anthony Weiner laptop, this is an issue for us. This is a credibility issue for us. And we should be terrified that this is this is happening in our country. But, you know, we're not. I don't understand it. And I don't know why we're not upset. I'm trying to tell you guys everything I know about what's really going on in the world around us because I want to tell you the bridge is out. I want to tell you that there's a, there's a real problem we have here. There's a real issue. We need to pay attention to what's really going on around us. Look out the car windows. Quit looking at your phone. Quit looking at your tablet. Quit looking at your laptop, your computer. When you see these things, you need to look up and make the world aware of what you know as well. But we have Clinton and others walking this earth free, laughing, berating, while Big Mike is in Italy with Tom Hanks, while Uncle Barry is in California. They're a world away from each other. I mean, literally almost on the opposite ends of the world of each other. But everybody's talking about Big Mike and her run for presidency. Now, I really did see Gavin Newsom doing something uh, different with the empty seat because Dianne Feinstein died. I saw her, you know, or saw him... Uh, Gay Newsom going into the office himself. I really thought that he was going to play that Senate play, allow the next guy to rotate up in California, control those wheels because he, the guy that's lieutenant governor in California is worse than Gay Nelson himself or Gay Newsom himself. And yes, I'm saying Gay Newsom for a reason. I'm doing that because it's necessary. But this is the problem I'm having, folks, is I could tell you the things that I'm seeing and the things that are going on. And yes, we, uh, LaFonda got the position, but yet she said she was living in Maryland. Her residence was in Maryland. All of a sudden, she changed her address to California. That happened over the weekend, by the way. This is not something that, uh, it's, it's not something she did six, eight months ago, but it's, she changed her address right before and this is how stupid they really are. They're really that lazy. They're really that dumb about this whole thing. So anyway, as we go along, I just, I'm just i trying to point out to you guys, you know, when are you guys going to be upset? When is this a bridge too far for you? When are you going to say that I've had enough? I'm not going to do this anymore. Not today, Satan. Not today. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to stand up and make a difference for everybody. I want to make sure that I'm going to be different. But are we going to do anything different? Are we going to go back to the same old well, same poison well of information, the same poison well of banking? Are we going to go do the same old thing we've always done and then expect something different in return? And that in ourselves, we have to think, maybe we're just doing this wrong. Maybe there is something that we need to change. I know there's a lot of reasons for us to get up out of bed in the morning because we have what we call responsibilities. We have what we, we think are things that we have to get done. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. My sad, the sad, sad part of it is, is uh, a lot of things have changed, and I don't, know, I don't know what you guys want this place to look like. Are you okay with this level of corruption? Is corruption really in style? Is that what we should all race to? Should we all take that discernment that we have in our heart, the ability to understand right and wrong, and know that we should not be taking advantage of others and, and we should be doing more for the world around us? I mean, should I, 
should I go ahead and just not care about you guys? Should I not tell you about the things that I know from copper to chromium picolinate to the nicotine, which helps block the uh, snake recept- uh, snake venom that they've put into you guys? I mean, what is it I got to do? What I mean, I mean, I sit here and I tell you guys all these amazing things that we can do and make ourselves better. But do you guys really, is it really not what you guys need? Do you guys just need, I do I need to tell you, uh, do I need to do a, like an ego-driven conversation where I can sit there and show you how great I am and the millions of dollars I'm making? Kelsey? Travis Kelsey, did you sell your soul to Pfizer just like you saw Taylor Swift sell herself to Pfizer? Because remember, she bought her records back from George Soros. Do you think George Soros really gave two shits about the $300 million that Taylor Swift came up to buy her records or her rights to her records back or her music? Or did she make a deal with the devil? And now Travis Kelsey out there talking about getting the flu shot. Why would Travis Kelsey be need to be the flu shot guy? After, just after he was being seen talking and hanging out with Taylor Swift, he's out there pushing the jab. Now, guys, let me give you something. I spent, I spent, I got, I, I had, I had a, the most amazing opportunity this weekend. Six hours with Dr. Artis. Six hours straight. Minimum. That was just because we were riding in the same vehicle. He was, we were talking about all this different stuff. It was an, it was a great conversation. It was a conversation we probably should have recorded. But why is Travis Kelsey sold himself out? Should I be a Travis Kelsey? Let Pfizer, you know, the Jim Price show sponsored by Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca. What what should I should I put uh, should I put uh, you know these uh, Lexapro or Ozempic or what what should I what should I who should I let them throw up here on the screen and advertise? Because here's the thing, guys. Those guys are getting paid millions of dollars to do that, and I can't get you guys to send $20 a month. If everybody was sending me $20 a month, I could do so much more than what I'm doing now. I would be pushing the envelope even harder than what I'm doing now, but the problem is is that people are willing to run out to their doctor to get their next shot, get their next pill, get their next chemo. I'm asking for people to jump up and give me 20 bucks a month, but yet people are running out of their way to go in and put these pharmaceuticals in their body, which are killing them. But I spent a lot of time with Dr. Artis, and there's things that you guys need to understand. The reason that they were two weeks apart is because they were giving you a bifurcated or a split of the snake venom. That's what was happening. They took it. They took the snake venom, and they took it, and they broke it apart, and they put one piece in the gray cap, gray rubber-stopped-capped vaccine, and in the purple Rubber cap vaccine was two weeks later, and you're, they have proven that the body will go in and put those two pieces of that snake venom back together, and then your body starts producing it, and it kills you. And it can kill you within minutes. Within minutes. That's why you do see people taking that shot, and they do fall down on stage, because their body literally started pumping. They started putting together snake venom, and it started pumping snake venom into their body immediately. And that's how fast this really happens. I am paraphrasing three hours of detailed conversation of what these people have been doing to us. But where's the value for that? Should I do the, should I take their, should I take the Clinton example? Should I take the Hunter example? The Biden example? Should, should I go back and, and start doing the, the way they should? Oh, guys, listen, these vaccines are, these are, these are ethical and, and they've worked their way through all these different uh, processes. And this is, the world is such a better place now because we do have vaccines. Do you know that we give children a hepatitis B vaccine at birth? Hepatitis? They're trying to keep your kids from getting hepatitis at birth? Are you sure? The sad part of this is that this is what they do and this is who they are and they will not stop doing what they have always done. It's just the problem is, is what your pain level is. What do you think? What do you think is your level? How far can they go? And I wonder, I just wonder, you know, they were saying that the Georgia Guidestones were put up in the 70s. But why did I only hear about the Georgia Guidestones about two years ago? How long have the Georgia Guidestones actually been there? 
And why were they set up on a celestial pattern? Why were there ways to actually track the calendar on the Georgia Guidestones? Who was paying the property tax on the Georgia Guidestones every single month? See, there's a lot of asks out there, but there's not a lot of answers. Now, are you going to actually ask the right questions? But I'm going to go back to the one same how I started this all out. We have a judicial system that's laughing at defendants. We have a judicial system that's laughing at defendants. We got people who are campaigning on the fact that they're going to take certain individuals out of society. We've got a, a, a government that's giving two, over $200 billion in cash, which it ran through FTX, the defunct exchange. But yet I posted out just last week, I just posted out that the CIA, or the NSA, or the CIA, NSA, actually own Bitcoin. Yeah. Anybody talking about that? I've got the, I, I posted it on my stuff. Did you guys even read it? Did you even look at it? Do you even bother? And so what I keep doing is I keep bringing you guys this great information. I'm bringing all these things to you. I'm talking about Anthony Weiner's laptop. I'm talking about, Hunter Biden, I'm talking about the Clintons. I'm talking about the world corruption. But you guys don't seem to really, it doesn't seem to matter. Because I don't see the proof in the pudding. I don't see this amazing transformation of people going down this path and saying, oh, listen, did you hear about this? I'm going to do this. I'm not going to spend my money there. I'm not going to spend my money here. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to change this. I'm going to change that. Do you see that happening in your life? But yet, here we are. I have, had, I have said things on here that I know, if given the right opportunity, that there's a DA or a police op- policy officer or some nefarious judicial worker that could find something to hold against me, and you'll never see the light of day. Guys, I live on the razor's edge of waiting for them to go ahead and come and take me. Not because I want them to, but because I know they have the will to do it. They've already done it to me, and they're doing it to Trump. They've done it to General Flynn. They've done it to Roger Stone. All the people you guys hold sacred in your heart. Oh, these are my heroes. They're doing such amazing work. If they can devalue Trump's properties down to 1% of the value, what can they do to you? Because, see, if they can devalue your home, if the banking industry can go in or a judge can go in and devalue your home, and they say, boom, your house is worth this, the bank then tells you, hey, we're calling the note. You have to go find new financing or pay this off or we foreclose. And that's in the contract. That's why this thing with Trump is such a big deal. That's why the judicial problem that we're having and we're seeing right in front of us. Everybody's like, oh, no, the police officers. Oh, the police officers. Oh, the the policy officers are so great. Thin blue line. Are they? See, my problem is, is they're the guys with the guns that are actually out there. The guys with the guns out there enforcing the guys in the black robes who are showing homage to the crown to the king of England. And yes, that's exactly what those black robes mean. They are not a uniform for judges. Those are callbacks, harken backs to the king of England. That is why they, we are subjugated. We are living under their law. Oh, you know, we're not, Jim. No, we're, we're sovereign. We're America. No, we're not. Look up, look up the Corporation of America. Look up 1871. This is the problem where I continue to see that we have all these abilities. We have all this opportunity, and it lays waste. It lays waste. It just, it's, just, it's like so much fruit on the vine just rotting. We have all these opportunities to be amazing. We have all these, these great, 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 great upward mobility moments where we can do anything we want because we're at the bottom, and we can go up from here if we just put forth the effort. Marsha, uh, good to see you, Marsha. It, it's um, it's happening on small scale. Uh, you can, uh, you do get through to your listeners. Unfortunately, not all the USA knows <laughs> of your show. I get that. Thank you, Marsha. Well, like, share, and comment as often as possible. Share it out as often as possible. That way we, we get it out there. But when we think about 
when I have a country who's paying for mercenaries, <clears throat> I'm sorry, training, wait, uh, training people, oh, wait, U.S. military people training Ukraine how to use U.S. military equipment in Ukraine against Russia, that's a violation of the U.N. agreement. That is an act of war. Yeah, that's right. This is a problem for us. We have a credibility issue. We are out there doing things that we know we shouldn't be. Amy Young says, uh, keep fighting. We are fighting out here. Absolutely, Amy. I'm not giving up. I'm just, I'm just trying to point out the dichotomies, right? The, 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 the opposite ends of this thing. And I want you guys to understand that there is so much at stake. But what are you willing to put at the altar of freedom? What are you willing to put on the altar? How much? Is it 20 bucks a month? Is it your big toe? Is it your life, your livelihood, your reputation? See, these are the things where I know so many times it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tongue-in-cheek question. We just think it's a little bit, you know, Jim's being a little bit, uh, oh, he's being facetious. He's going out there and saying, this, that, and the other thing. But no, I, I mean, I'm asking the real questions here. Do you think, do you think that you have the ability to lay it at the altar? To lay what sacrifice at the altar for freedom? If I'm not out here doing this, if I create a void, then who fills that spot? If others that are out there doing things because of selfless reasons, not because it makes them money. Because guys, listen. I know the formula to make a million a year. I know the formula. And I had this conversation with another influencer just today. I know the formula. But you're not going to hear anything I have ever said. I'm never going to say anything I say again. I'm not going to be Jim Price. I'm not going to say the things about freedoms and liberties. I'm not going to say the things about the Anthony Weiner laptop. I'm not going to say the things about this, that, and the other thing. I'm going to do these shiny object things that get people all excited for nothing. Fakeness. And that exists within this organization or this, this group of truthers or this movement. There's a lot of people who make a lot of money, and I, would, and I had a question that this was still, this individual doesn't realize the wisdom of their answer or their question. They, it wasn't the answer, it was the question they asked me. They said, well, how do you feel about this individual? I'm not saying it's a man or a woman. I'm just saying individual. I said, I said, I don't, I just kind of gave him one of these. And they go, but what did they do? And I said, you know what? That's, that's, that's amazing wisdom right there. They make two, $300,000 a month putting in their pocket. They seriously, guys, widely known. They make two, $300,000 a month. And this individual goes, but what do they do? And I was like, exactly. I talk about your spirit. I talk about your health. I talk about your government. I talk about your past. I talk about your future. And these things are absolutely necessary for us to be able to be the right people at the right time going forward. But there's a lot of people out there that can give you some shiny objects and, you know, hey, hey looky here, looky here, woo. If you want me to do shiny object work, I will not do it. If you want me to sit there and blow uh, smoke up your butt, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you everything I know until the last dime I have. And some days it's closer than others. But what I'm trying to tell you is, guys, what are you doing? Where is the proof in the pudding? Where are you coming from? And I got Clay Clark coming in here, so let me get him on so you guys can, uh, we'll get him up here. Da, 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 da. Clay, are you there, buddy, coming in? I'm here. Hey, let me get myself tuned up here so I can see. Oh, no video yet? There we go. Come on. Boom. Hey, Clay, how are you, buddy? I'm rocking, man. How are you? Good. Good to see you. Uh, we still got a still video of you, so obviously the internet doesn't like you for some reason. Oh, wait, there we go. Oh, there we go. Now it's alive. Now, now you're moving. Before you were just very catatonic. So good job. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, who do you got sitting there with you? I got to tune both of you guys in there. What's up? That I got. Zarin Antis. He's a beautiful man. He is. He is. Hold on. Hey, buddy. Good to see you. Let me get you both in the screen there. 
Uh, there's no sneezing allowed here on show. I would like you to stop doing that as much as possible. So thank you. Just, <laughs> so sorry, sir. It's just, just uh, making our making our rules, and as we make, well, we'll just make up the rules as we go along, kind of like our government. So no sneezing now. Hey, how do okay. you feel about that whole thing? Of, hey, Aaron, you know what? I'm gonna yeah. act like uh, I'm gonna act like Clay's not there. Hey, Aaron, how are you, buddy? How's it going? Oh, great, man. man. I'm doing really good. <laughs> Beautiful day here. So, um, hey, how do you feel about that uh, reevaluation of Trump's assets and that? Uh, Judge la- uh, laughing at Trump this morning and during court. You like that? That's got good stuff, isn't it? Pretty wild, man. I mean, uh, you know, being in the real estate world, I think that valuation is uh, pretty garbage. I mean, uh, I'd love to buy it for what they value it for. Can you imagine waking up today and all your assets are worth 1% and they said, well, either come up with the cash or we're, we're, we're going to confiscate it? Imagine That's what great. that would do to your day. You, I mean... I could not imagine living that stuff. Anyway, Clay, good to see you, man. I appreciate you being here, and thank you for being <laughs> Aaron. Okay, hey, can you let me know, everybody know who Aaron is? Because we don't know who Clay is, but who's Aaron? Well, Aaron Antis runs uh, Oklahoma's largest home building companies, or one of Oklahoma's uh, largest home building companies called ShawHomes.com. And uh, uh, when you go to the Reawaken America tour, you're going to see certain uh, familiar faces. You'll see uh, uh, General Flynn. You're going to see Michael and Dell. You're going to see certain folks that, that make an appearance at every event. But off to the side of the stage, you're going to see um, Aaron and I constantly rounding up the speakers. And what happens is you've got 70-plus speakers speaking over a two-day period of time. And each one of these uh, speakers, um, are, are they're very busy people. They got a lot going on. And uh, Aaron tries to round them up. And uh, if a speaker, for some reason, can't make the event or has to change their time, Aaron and I are constantly shuffling the schedules behind the scenes. So it's kind of like uh, Tetris with Patriots behind the stage. And that's Aaron Antis who's making that happen for the low, low price of free each and every time we do a Reawaken America Tour event. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like slave labor there, Aaron. I I, I appreciate your no- no- negotiating skills on keeping on top of that. Good job there. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, you, you bet. Yeah. No, Clay's a great guy to work with, though. I appreciate it. So, Clay, who do we got coming up in the – now, this event is what date, and then who do you got – who's some of the big shining stars coming out there in uh, Florida? Yeah. Well, this is going to be, I'm going to pull up on my screen here to my right here, but this is going to be uh, coming up October 13th and 14th. So October 13th and 14th. And we have, um, you know, fan favorites. I mean, General Flynn, uh, Mike Lindell, uh, Cash Patel. Um, you've got Laura Trump. You have Eric Trump and you have Malik Obama, which is Obama's older half brother. You have Alina Haba, President Trump's uh, chief legal spokesperson. She's a very busy person these days. Uh, Pastor Mark Burns, uh, Mel Kay, you have um, uh, Eric Trump will be there. Um, You've got Peter Navarro. So pretty much Trump's inner circle will all be there. Um, And then we have other people like Dr. Stella Emanuel, Dr. Uh, Simone Gold, uh, many uh, people like Dr. Mikovits, who've been exposing the Great Reset for some time. They're going to be there. Laura Loomer joins us for the first time there. Um, and, uh, there's a couple other folks I'm working on. Jim Brewer will be joining us and there's a few other big names. I'll be, but there'll be 70 something speakers over that two day period of time. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. I got to interview James, uh, Jim, uh, Brewer and uh, Dallas. Uh, what a great interview. He, he spent like 45 minutes with me. It was great to have him on and, uh, really liked that guy a lot. I love the fact that he really had to kind of show his transformation of, of being that woke Hollywood guy and kind of getting away. And you saw it. You've seen him evolve as well as now is Roseanne going to make this uh, trip as well? Roseanne will not be on this uh, event. Will not be in, in Miami. Okay. She, um, I think she'll be joining us in Tulare, California in December. Okay. I'm still working on the details of that, but I think, I think she'll be joining us in December. Right. Right. Well, I got to meet her in Vegas. And so that was really great. So thank you for having her a part of that. And it's great to see her actually coming out and, using her voice and power, I mean, I say powers, that, you know, that she has a, an audience. And uh, seeing her come out against this stuff is actually really breathtaking, and it's been nice to see that. Uh, any uh, any surprises, anything you're working on for uh, for Miami? I guess it's not Miami, it's Derail. Uh, anything that might be coming up that might be a surprise for everybody? Um, I don't know that it's a surprise. I would just say that this is that a lot of people that um, have thought that this was a, a a debate between Republicans and Democrats or um, conservatives and liberals, I think are starting to arrive on the idea that this is a, a war between Satan and Jesus. And so um, specifically, you know, the book of Revelation, chapter 16, tells us, and I'll pull this up here on the screen off to my right here, because I don't think a lot of people you know, thought about these things. Revelation, chapter 16 says, and the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates and the water thereof was dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. 
And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth into the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. You know, since the Euphrates River dried up, that's when the false prophet showed up. I mean, that's that's Yuval Noah Harari. Uh, this guy, Yuval Noah Harari, is praised by Obama, Zuckerberg, Gates, MIT, Stanford, Harvard. And people say, well, where did he come from? Or, or why did he show up? This guy, Yuval Noah Harari. He showed up um, because the Bible said he would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a, a prophetic event. And people say, I don't know. I, I never saw well, I never saw it coming. Why would Russia and China team up financially and militarily? Uh, because the Bible prophesied they would in Revelation chapter 16. Uh, people say, I can't believe that there's a transhumanism agenda to mix RNA modifying nanotechnology or machine with man, uh, you know, called the fourth industrial revolution. Well, the Bible said that would happen, and that would be in the book of Daniel chapter 2, mixing the miry clay with the iron. The, the Daniel had a vision in the Bible, this is a real thing. Daniel had a vision, Daniel chapter 2, verse 43. It says, And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as the iron is not mixed with clay. The Daniel had a vision in the Bible, and Daniel had a vision that there would be this thing called the fourth kingdom, where they would try to mix the miry clay with the iron or man with machine. Klaus Schwab calls this the fourth industrial revolution. So we're beginning to see the things in the Bible that were prophesied are happening. Uh, Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 through 18, the mark of the beast. Even Joe Rogan is now talking about it on his podcast. I mean, we're talking about putting this quantum dot technology under your skin where you can't buy or sell without this quantum dot technology. You're beginning to see programmable central bank digital currencies being discussed. You're seeing Amazon discussing the Palm Pay. You're seeing WalletMore talking about putting a chip under your skin. WalletMore is a company endorsed by the World Economic Forum. Uh, Revelation chapter 13, verse 2, you're starting to see the statue in front of the United Nations matches Revelation chapter 13, verse 2. Revelation 9, 11 tells you where Satan lives. And you're starting to see that all these organizations are all located in Geneva. The World Economic Forum with a 666 logo. CERN with a 666 logo. The United Nations, they're all gathering right there in Geneva. So you're seeing the, the prophetic aspects of the Bible all being fulfilled. And God in his great mercy told us, hey, this stuff is going to happen, and that's 27% of the Bible, and 73% of the Bible is historical, but 27% is prophetic. Mm-hmm. And so God's not going to let stuff happen that wasn't first revealed to his prophets. And his prophets laid it out in great detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll admit, I used to think these things seemed like a crazy idea, yeah. it seemed like it wouldn't be plausible. How could it possibly happen? And now it's happening. It, it, it's accelerating at, at rapid pace here. Yeah. Well, and that's, uh, you know, with all of it, we thought it was, oh, be hokum. There's no way that could happen. But technology and other things have actually accelerated those things beyond our imagination. Just 20 years ago, we never thought these things were possible. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, Aaron, I think one of the things that's, it's, um, I don't know your, your thoughts on this, but in America, a lot of people that I know who are, are Christians or identify as Christians, they will say, in God we trust. But what I have seen is a lot of people, and, and really in money is what they trust. Right. And so as you're seeing hyperinflation being discussed and you're seeing the destruction of the dollar being discussed, I think there's a lot of people that are Christians that are struggling with the idea of separating God and his goodness from America and its greatness. Yeah, Like the idea that God could still be good and America could fall. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people in that boat right now. And, you know, we have to remember that, you know, there's this nation called Israel who were God's chosen people, right? God chose the nation of Israel. But then you have this other nation called America where they left England and came here because they chose God. So you got God's chosen people and the people who chose God and the people who chose God here in America, you know, we've got this pursuit of life and liberty, right? And the pursuit of happiness. And we're going after that. But if we don't get back to it being the pursuit of God himself, then all of those other things don't come with it because life, liberty, and happiness 
those things come out of us being, you know, making God first in our lives. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Well, we've got to get, you know, we have to be clear about the fact that, you know, the thing that made America great to begin with was our dedication to God almighty. Right. And spending time in his word and spending time with him, which is his word, those are the things that made America great. We founded this nation on the laws that line up with what's in scripture. It is a book of laws, right? And so if we want to make America great again, we were a nation born out of our relationship with God. We've got to have a nation that is born again into that relationship with God. And that's where we are right now. If we want to make America great again, we got to make America God fearing again and get back to that. Yeah, that, so. that's that, that interpersonal relationship. And I one of the things I say on the show here is that your future is a reflection of your heart now. Make sure your heart's in the right place every single day, being better than it was the day before. And if we're not working on our inner side, it doesn't matter if we've got a million dollars in the bank or no money in the bank. If your heart's not in the right place, it's all basically uh, there is no love in you and you're nothing but a tinkling uh, symbol and a banging gong. You're worthless. You're just noise. And so we have to make sure we're the right people at this time. And we get this right on inside here. We can do a lot of amazing things, as a, and we can all benefit from those. But selflessness over selfishness, which is where we uh, our sin heart comes in. We start thinking inwardly. Uh, it's very, very timely to come across these things and know that we're living in these end times. Yeah. You know, Jane Goodall um, is a member of the World Economic Forum. I'm going to play this clip real quick here. And she is uh, an example of what happens when you don't fear God. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the Bible tells us to be fruitful and multiply. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, be fruitful and multiply. That's what the Bible says to do. Okay. Now, Satan always does the opposite of what um, God wants you to do. That's that's kind of the Satan's move. If you want to know, you know, team Satan, what do they want to do? It's the opposite of what God wants to do. So Genesis chapter one, verse 28 says, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now listen to Jane Goodall. Listen to what she says. This is wild stuff. This woman's in her 80s. Listen to this. We cannot hide away from human population growth because, you know, it underlies so many of the other problems. All these things we talk about wouldn't be a problem if there were if there was the size of population that there was 500 years ago. My name is Jane Goodall. My age is 80. My job is giving people hope. Uh, if I just have this magic power, I would like to, without causing any pain or suffering, reduce the number of people on the planet. Okay, how about that? How about that? Yeah. How about that? In 1972, the Club of Rome published The Limits to Growth a disturbing text that outlined the depopulation agenda that would be implemented by Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum in decades to come. Watch as the Limits to Growth co-author Dennis Meadows says that he hopes we all die slow, painless deaths. The planet can support something like a billion people, maybe two billion, depending on how much liberty and how much material consumption you want to have. If you want more liberty and more consumption, you have to have fewer people. And conversely, you can have more people. I mean, we could even have eight or nine billion, probably, if we have a very strong dictatorship, which is smart. Unfortunately, you never have smart dictatorships. They're always stupid. So, But if you had a smart dictatorship, and a low standard of living, you can have a, but, it, but we want to have freedom and we want to have a high sense. So we're going to have a billion people and we're now at seven. So we have to get back down. This guy is, oh, this, this is a real book. Okay. This is a real, I didn't write this book. It's called the limits to growth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a book that was published by the, it's a report from the club of Rome and the club of Rome is a, a report that was put out by Klaus Schwab. And this is their plan. Their he, pl- he basically just said six out of seven people, you know, need to die today. That's right. That's pretty much what he just That's said. That's what they're saying. Six out of seven. Yeah. So as yeah. we'll be, be very clear, but you have to understand this is their agenda. So their, their agenda is not you know, to the left, to the right. Their agenda is to depopulate the earth, right. a.k.a. kill people. 
So well, that's why and, the abortionists push so high. If you back up, Clay, you back up, you read Genesis 128, you back up to 126, and it says, God made man in his image and after his likeness. And this is why Satan hates mankind and wants to depopulate the world and speaks through his prophets, like this man, Dennis Meadows, and like Jane Goodall. Right. Those are Satan's prophets trying to speak out his will for the earth, which would be to kill six out of seven people on the planet. He'd like to kill all of them, but he's willing to go with six out of seven. That's their plan. Their plan is it to is depopulate. So that's why you want to, you, that's why you say, well, why are they obsessed with putting the RNA modifying nanotechnology in your body? They want to depopulate the planet. You say, why are they obsessed with putting mRNA technology in our food? They want to depopulate the planet. Why are they wanting to put COVID vaccines in the food? They want to depopulate the planet. Why are they wanting to cause hyperinflation? They want to depopulate the planet. Once you understand that Team Satan wants to kill you, mm-hmm. then it's easier to, t- to choose Team Not Satan. But I mean, I think a lot of people don't believe, and Aaron, you've said this a lot, they don't believe that Satan exists. Yeah. So they, they can't even grasp the idea, you know, so well, they and, see- you're, and you're not going to resist what you don't think exists. And and part of the problem about this is that these people think like if you ask Jane Goodall out of the goodness of her heart, she wants to wipe out six out of seven people on the planet out of the goodness of her heart. Like she thinks she is doing the world a service by wanting to depopulate the world. That's how deceiving Satan is, is the people who are his actual mouthpiece believe this with their whole heart that they're doing good to mankind to wipe us out. It's these, crazy. Yeah. These people really do believe this stuff. And so this is their their mindset. This is what they're doing. Um, and so that's that's the agenda of the World Economic Forum. And so I just think people, I, I don't know the percentage of people that know this stuff, but this is the agenda of the World Economic Forum is to depopulate the planet. Right. Yeah. Well, um, have we ever, let me ask you a quick question. It's completely kind of different, but who, who was actually paying the property tax on the Georgia Guidestones? Because they said that was put in in the 70s. Who has been paying the property tax? Who was the, the register of deeds on that whole thing? And someone had to have built it, put together something there to make that whole thing work, a trust fund or something. Did we ever figure out that on why that was up there? Who was paying for that backside on that taxes? Somebody had to pay property tax. I mean, Clay, you know, you miss a, you miss a year's payment on a, you know, a monthly, quarterly, whatever on your property tax. They start sending you funny little letters, right? So who was paying yeah, for I, that? I, I don't know. I, I do know this. I know that Alice Bailey... Um, is a was a mentor of many of the world's leaders that we have today. And Alice Bailey um, was a outspoken Luciferian. So when you start to look at the United Nations and you start to look into the history of Ted Turner and you start to look into who paid for the Georgia Guidestones, you start to run into Alice Bailey. Mm-hmm. These are people that are actually outspoken Luciferians. I mean, this is a real thing. These are Luciferians. Well, I just was wondering, I mean, it's kind of like how you follow the money, like it, it kind of takes away the, you know, the the spooky part of it. You really find out who the real creep is behind the whole thing as well. Um, now, are you going to be doing, you got, you said you got uh, Florida and you got the California data. Are you going to be doing anything in your events past that point? Or are you just going to, are these the last two or how's this working? I never know. Um, I, you know, I, I never know what we're going to do. Um, I talked to general Flynn and, and, uh, Eric Trump, and they let me know what we're, what their plans are. You know, right. I'm kind of along for the ride, so to speak. I, I, um, I, I organize, um, the events, but if you had an event that you were organizing that, uh, um, produced, uh, uh, lots of, um, uh, we'll say lack of profits and it required a lot of your time. Um, and it, uh, c- caused you to be c- subpoenaed and or sued. Um, you know, it's not necessarily something I, 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 you know, want to do It's something I feel called to do. Um, but I, I believe right now that Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, the BRICS nations, they have all teamed up in a way where they are trying to de-dollarize the world. So Russia, um, just announced that they are now no longer using the dollar for the trade of of oil. And for anybody that doesn't understand the significance of that, again, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they're no longer using oil, or they're no, they're no longer using the, the U.S. dollar to trade a lot of their assets back and forth. So listen to Steve Bannon breaking this down here. here okay. BRICS nations have the oil, they have their natural resources. They don't have to put up with it, and they're not going to put up with it. And remember, two-thirds of those hombres are not buddies, not friends 
of this constitutional republic we have. They're our enemies or rubbing up on our enemies. Where does money come from? All of this. And so it's a foreign concept to most people. But I mean, you know, a dollar used to just be a promissory note. It was a promise that you could redeem that dollar for the equivalent in gold, right? That was what controlled and stabilized currencies. We don't have that anymore. And since 1971, we haven't had that, right? A gold-backed currency. So now your currency is backed by nothing other than the credibility of the issuing government. So you have to ask yourself the question, do you trust the government? And if the right. answer is no, then why would you trust their currency? Because it's the same right. thing. So, again, I mean, if, if you see Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they're all teaming up together and they're looking to de-dollarize. Um, wh- let's just say that they decide to stop using the U.S. dollar altogether. Mm-hmm. What does that do to America's economy <laughs> if they just stop using the dollar altogether? Well, yeah, if you don't if you don't produce anything, which the U.S. hasn't in a long, long time, then it creates a big problem because all of a sudden you have to buy everything from another country. And if they don't want your dollars, guess what? That's a problem. So think about this for a second. I'm going to play hit player. This is um, Mike Adams interviewing Andy Schechtman. Okay. Listen to this. You've made believers out of people who were skeptics about BRICS nations. I just saw a story yesterday, Russia announcing that most of their oil trade now uh, is, is not, involving the dollar at all. You know, it's not even rupees. It's mostly the the yuan. You know, it's it, and it's it's not euros. I mean, look, the 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 earthquake has happened. The the tectonic plate shift of global finance is happening. You've been proven correct, sir. Okay. So again, if if Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, if they all team up together, they introduce a new gold backed programmable currency. And they no longer use the dollar at all. If all these countries, I mean, Saudi Arabia has now joined, Iran has now joined, uh, Venezuela, the, all, these, all those countries that are joining. I mean, you have Dubai, you have Saudi Arabia. They're all teaming up together to de-dollarize. If they fully de-dollarize, I don't know that anybody will be getting to any tours anywhere because yeah. they're, you, yeah. the cost of everything would go up. You know, look at um, look at Venezuela, the history of Venezuela. Right. Look at the history of uh, let's go. Let me if you, if you go to. Um, in, I'm going to respect your your uh, your sponsors that you have, but if you get a chance to go look at the history of inflation, and no matter what website you go with or what company you go with, go look at the history of inflation. And most of these gold and silver folks will have a, a chart of some kind. But Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. the inflation rate was seventy nine point six billion percent huh. in two thousand eight. So no one's going anywhere in Zimbabwe when the price is doubled every twenty four point seven hours. No one's having a conference. No one is having an event. No one is because it's not possible to get there. Venezuela, their inflation rate hit 65,000%. So the purpose of our events is to stop the Great Reset. But if the Great Reset is fully implemented, then no one's going anywhere. No. And if they roll out 15-minute cities due to a climate lockdown, also, no one is getting anywhere. Why? Because they'll be able to turn off your ability to buy or sell freely. And so right now, J.P. Morgan and Citibank are tokenizing their commercial accounts, which means they're moving your money from uh, the money that we know into a token, which is a programmable currency. That's happening right now today at Citibank and J.P. Morgan. We already have 15-minute cities, Clay. I have actually, because you know I drive uh, I drive to a lot of these events because I bring my equipment and stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, in Wichita, Kansas, in Tulsa, Oklahoma City, in Dallas, in Detroit, in Rochester, New York, there's these little black poles with this little... Looks uh, like a little solar panel on it. it. Has this little camera on it. Inside of there is a cell yep. phone that is sending back all the tags in that area. It is happening currently in America right now. I have one that is just a uh, it's a, a mile and a half from my house right here. As you get off the freeway, it's right there. I don't think people realize they're already doing tag readers across the country already, and they're monitoring. They're 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 practicing it. They're not telling you they're doing it, but they're practicing now, getting ready for right. the big implementation on that. Yeah, that's why when you ask me, like, and I again, you know, I, are, you, I think we're not on the same page. Um, when you ask me, you know, what's our plan for the future? I have no plan for the future other than I just want to stop the Great Reset. But yeah. I mean, if the Great Reset happens, we're not going anywhere. There's not going to be a future, you yeah. know. The, yeah. So I just want to be very clear. And also, I, I I'm a big believer in the Bible. So I would just tell people this here, and kind of in, in closing my wrap up thoughts here. Yeah. One, read Mark chapter thirteen tonight. Mm-hmm. Read it. Read it. It's not negative. It's Jesus's words. Right. Read Mark. Read Matthew chapter twenty-four. Read it. It's not negative. It's Jesus's words. Read Luke chapter twenty-one. 
It's not negative. It's Jesus's words. Read Daniel chapter two. Read it. Read Revelation chapter six. And if you read it and you go, that's so negative, then you don't like the Bible. Okay. <laughs> but the Bible told us how things would. Now, God came down from infinity to time, and he's the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. And at some point, you and I, I you know, I'm pointing at myself primarily here. Right. We're going to have to be accountable, and God's going to judge us. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that I have been just myopically focusing on. I'm not focusing on anybody listening. I'm focusing on myself. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 through 17 says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I mean, you've all know a Harari right now is calling for the creation of the third temple. Okay, you've all know Harari, top advisor for Klaus Schwab, is calling for the creation of the third temple. The red heifers are now here. Yep. The folks that just bought the land in Israel needed to create the third temple. Said nine months ago they'd be ready to go in eighteen months. <laughs> so we are right there. We're like in the fourth quarter of God's history, and it's a two-minute warning. Well, if you read Matthew chapter 24 or Luke 21 or Mark 13, like you were mentioning, what you're going to read is the disciples come to Jesus and they say, what will be the sign of the end of this age, of the end of the world? And how will we know when you're about to come back again? And he answers their question. And you mentioned that he came out of infinity. He came out of eternity into this moment in time and was here with us. And he is the Alpha and the Omega, beginning and the end. So for him, prophecy is history, because he's already seen all the way beyond everything and before everything. So for him, prophecy is his history, like how we would see history. He knows already how it all plays out, and he was explaining it to them. Why would you not want to go read that and find out what his answer is? Because it's very interesting, and you can see these things playing out right now right. in front of us. It's very, now, very interesting. Jim, uh, in closing, I want to tell people, if you're, if you're out there today and you want to join us at the Reawaken America Tour, October 13th and 14th in Miami, Florida, or December 15th and 16th in Tulare, California, I'm not ripping any other conferences. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying for our events, you can always name your price. Right. So if you're coming to one of our events, you can pay whatever price you want to pay, October 13th and 14th, Miami, Florida, December 15th and 16 to Larry, California. And the reason why I do that is I want everybody to hear the truth about the election fraud, medical fraud, religious fraud. But ultimately, I want people to be able to have a chance to get right with God and to know what's going on. So that's time to freeamerica.com, time to freeamerica.com. And everybody out there listening today, you can name your price. You can get those tickets again at time to freeamerica.com. And Jim Price, I really do appreciate yeah, you allowing us no, to be here with you. you. You bet, man. Thank you so much. Anything you need, you let me know and we'll get you back on. All right. Take care, brother. Have a great day. You bet. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was my interview with Clay there. And again, there's a lot of things going on that are right in front of our face, and we don't always have to be, you know, the victim to these things. And I talk about it here on the show quite often. Remember, the, uh, your your heart is where all the answers really are. If you don't have this right here, if you're a turd inside, well, then the rest of your life's going to be a turd. That's how it works. And that was really where I wanted to preface everything that we talked about in the very beginning. Guys, if you want to be at the bar of the Re- Reawakening Tour, go to thrivetime.com and go there and uh, get a hold of those folks and get a ticket. Tell them Jim Price Show sent you. That way I don't know what I get out of the deal, but at least you guys are going to be able to be a part of this event and get to see the speakers that you want to. Remember, guys, it's not always about the event. It's not always about the whole thing. But if there's someone there that inspires you and you want to be a part of their part of the day or their part of their speech, I have spoken on the Reawakening Tour as well as myself. I had people that showed up to that event because they wanted to see me speak on stage, and I'm very honored that just like it was in Oregon this last weekend, Ken out there uh, drove all the way down from Washington five hours to come see me. So thank you, Ken, for being a part of the show. Thank you so much for you know that just that just wells me up with honor, and, and I just I wanted to do everything I can to make sure that I'm the right guy for you guys going forward. So Ken, thank you for coming and be a part of that. A lot of the comments were out there were great. Thank you guys so much for commenting so well, and it's been great to see all of you guys. Remember, your future is a reflection of your heart now. Make sure your heart's in the right place every single day, being better than it was the day before. Uh, the 10% we do for our neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government, the more you do for them, the less they have to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. There will be a far, far better place. 
Remember, hold the line. Hold fast. Do not give up. Do not give in. We will win. I promise. I don't make promises I can't keep, guys. You've always been the answer out there. Remember, the Constitution limits the government, but never limits you. I'm Jim Price with Jim Price Show Daily Update. You guys will be good to each other out there, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.